Okay, we're on the Gemara on Daf Chav Gimel Amad Aleph. We're holding about ten lines into the Amad. Actually, we're holding where it says Amad Av First word on the line is Sha'af. Sakta Gemara Amad Av Sheishes Achsanoi Chayiv Bener Chaneke. A person that's a guest by someone else is Chayiv in the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah. So there's various pshatim in this, but some Rishonim say the pshatim this is, what's unique about the Takana and mitzvah of Ner Chanukah is that it's similar to the mitzvah of Mezuzah, which is a mitzvah that lies upon you only if you have a house, that you put the Mezuzah on the door of your house. Similarly, the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah is if you have a house, to light the menorah in your house. If you're a person that's out in the street, homeless, or if you're not home, over here, a person that's a guest by someone else, you would have thought that maybe, since this is not your house, you're not chayv in their Hanukkah. So therefore, Rav Sheshah says, you are chayv. In the beginning, when I would go to yeshiva, to Rav, by Rav, by yeshiva that is, mishtatafna bepriti. I would participate with a pruta, I would participate uh, to uh, be chayv in their Hanukkah. Bahadi Yushpiza with the person that I was staying by uh, when I was in Yeshiva. But once I got married to a wife, Amina, now I said, Now it's not necessary. Because now my wife is lighting for me in my house, and when she lights for me in my house, I'm being yaitzah with that. So it's not necessary for me to be mishtatif. So the question, however, still is, the Beis HaLevi asks this question, L'chayre distilladin of mahadrin bin mahadrin. Even if his wife is lighting for him in the house, but he's not lighting. So what's with Mahadrin bin Mahadrin? So perhaps the Gemara means that he the, the Ikradin, he was saying, Me Ikradin, I'm not chayv, but he still would uh, do Mahadrin bin Mahadrin. It's a discussion, it's not so posh. This is a, a question on this Gemara. All of the oils, Yafin Lenair are good for the Ner of Hanukkah. The Shemen Zayis Mina Mufchar. The Shemen Zayis is the best of the oils. Omar Abaya Abaya said, Mereish have a Mahada Mar Amishcha de Shumshimi. In the beginning, Mar, which is Rabbe, would use sesame seed oil. Omar, he said, Hai Moshach Nehoiretve. This prolongs the, the flame to burn because it draws the oil slowly. But once he heard the statement that Rabbi Shua ben Levi said that the Shem Zayis is the best, so So then he would look to use the Shem Zayis. Omar, he said, The light, the flame that burns from the Shem Zayis is clearer, it's brighter, and therefore it's more of a hidden mitzvah. Yeah, that's um, with, uh, for the most part. Everybody that is able uses Shaman Zayas. And it's also another detail. It's also a zecher to the actual Shaman Zayas that the miracle happened with. But here the Gemara is talking Pashat Mitzah, the Hidr Mitzvah, that it should be a beautiful flame that burns in the Menorah. Talking about oils, so here the Gemara says that the best, uh, the, all, all oils could be used for producing ink. And of course, we're talking about using ink to write a sefer to write a mezuzah, and so on. All oils could be used for ink. But the shemen zayis menamufchad, the best of the oils to use to make the ink, is olive oil. So now the question of the Gemara is, There are two stages 
in making this ink. As Rashi explains over here, what's the gabal and la'ashem? When you make the ink, they would have a flame of fire, then the smoke of the fire would go onto glass, and then that soot of the smoke, they would peel it off, and they would add oil to it, and mix it, and, and make it into the ink. So now there's two places that the Gemara can be talking about, two stages where the ink is used. Either we're talking about the oil that's used to make that flame that produces the smoke, or we're talking about the oil that's mixed into this soot later to create the ingredients of the ink. So what are we talking about? Legabel, mixing the ink later and it's, you knead it together, or la'ashin. Or we're talking about the oil that makes the flame, that makes the smoke. Toshima, so the Raya was brought for this, the Tani Rav Bazutri, Kol Ashmanem Yofun Lidyoy, all oils are good for the ink, Vishem and Zayis Mena Mufchar. Vishem and Zayis is the best, and he said clearly, Bein Legabel, Bein Laashen. Whether we're talking about kneading, mixing the oil into the ingredients of this soot later, Bein Laashen, or whether producing the smoke that goes on the glass in Lechatchil in the earlier stage. Rav Shmuel Bazutra Masni Hachit. Rav Shmuel Bazutra said differently. Call Hashanim Yofen Lidyoy. All smoke are good for the ink. So now he's talking about the flame that produces the smoke. All oils that produce this smoke is good for the ink. But the Shemen Zayis Menamufcha. The Shemen Zayis is the best. Omer Avone Avone said a related thing regarding what's used in the ingredients of ink. Kol Asrofin Yofen Lidyoy. All the different kinds of sap that come from trees that are used for the ingredients of ink are, are good for the ink. But Visraf Ketef Yofe Mikulam. The sap that comes from this black thorn bush is the best sap to make the ingredients for the ink. When you light the Ner Chaneke, you have to make a bracha. Even if you just are seeing the Ner Chaneke, you also have to make a bracha. Um, Rav Yehude, and Rav Yehude said, Yoim Rishain, on the first day of Chanukah, Horoyim Mavarech Beis. The one that sees near Chanukah makes two brachas. You make the bracha Shasa Nisim, and the bracha Shachiyano. Umadlik, if you're lighting near Chanukah, Mavarech Gimel. You make three brachas. Those two brachas, and of course also the bracha of Lahadlik. Mikan va'elech, after the first day, Madlik mevorech shtayim, the one that lights makes two brachas, v'roye mevorech achas, and the one that sees an Erchaneke just makes one bracha. Mai memayit, which bracha do we uh, eliminate, do we not include after the first uh, night? Memayit zman, the bracha of Shachiyanu is the bracha that we don't continue making after the first day. How about the bracha of She'osa Nisim? Why don't we take away that bracha after the first night as well? And for the Gemara, Nes, there was a, a new miracle every single day. Right? The, the Nes of the first day, then the second day that the oil lasted and it continued lasting, lasting every single day. There's a new Nes every day. So therefore you make a bracha every single day. So this is the Chiddush over here that you find by Nechanake that you made the Roya, just seeing it you make a bracha, that's a Chiddush. And most Rishayinim say that the Roya only makes the bracha if he's not lighting himself at all. Not only is not lighting himself at all, um, meaning to say a person that's for example um, on his way home from work and he sees an Nechanake and he's planning on getting home to light. 
So that he's going to light himself when he sees the Ner Hanukkah, he doesn't light. But if he doesn't have a house of his own, he's not Mukhoyev to light, he's not going to be lighting at all, then you don't light Ner Hanukkah. You don't make a blessing. You don't make a, a bracha when you see Ner Hanukkah, that is, correct. But if you're planning a lighting on your own, so then you. Um, you do not make the bracha. Now, there's another machlekes in Yishayinim. This is halacha? Yeah, yeah, of course. This is brought la halacha. Roya in Erchanike makes a bracha. Yes, absolutely. Now, another machlekes in Yishayinim is when you get to the case that we had before here in the Gemara, when you talk about a case where a person is relying on the fact that his wife is lighting for him at home. Like, who, who was it before? He said, Rabzeira. He said that when he was by the yeshiva and his wife was lighting for him, he doesn't have to light himself. So the question is, in such a case, if he sees Ne'er Hanukkah, does he have to make a bracha? Do he say, since he's being yaitza with his wife that's lighting for him, so he's not, he doesn't have to make the bracha as a roya, he's doing the ikah mitzvah through his wife. The roya is just like a birchus a shvach to be made to the ebishta on the nest if you don't do the mitzvah. Or no, even, uh, even though you're being yaitza with your wife, but uh, yes, you are not doing the mitzvah yourself, when you see Ne'er Hanukkah, you do have to make the bracha. Uh, just for seeing the Nechanukah. What is the bracha? The bracha is or the, the nusach that uh, others have that we do is without a shell. Where were we commanded for this mitzvah? How could we say Vitzivanu? The source of this is the passage where it says that you have to listen to what Chazal say, the Takonis of Chazal. Listen to your fathers, to your elders, the Takonis that they make that you have to follow them. So there's the famous Machlaikis of the Rambam and the Ramban regarding this. I mentioned this already in one place in the Gemara in Brachis. The Rambam says that from this Gemara you see that really every mitzvah mit Rabbanon, every istim mit Rabbanon is really a Dairaisa, has a source from a Pasik. So the Rambam says this in the first Shadish in the Sefer HaMitzvahs. The Ramban attacks the Rambam and says, no, Bishumayfin, we see that all the mitzvahs mit Rabbanon are much more lenient, Tzveket Rabbanon Lakula and so on. So you see that it's not Minatayra at all. But the Ramban himself suggests and says that Mestama, the Rambam holds that Agamitz Menatayra, Chachamim themselves, established all those leniency in the Ikra Takana. It's Takim Menatayra, but they themselves establish it with certain leniencies, like a Suffolk is Mutter and so on. But the Ramban doesn't accept that. So this is, this is a, a famous Machloikis here, how to teach what the Pshat and the source of Loisasa. Does it Mamish mean that it's a Isim Menatayra? Or is it just a Smachta and therefore it's considered to be Vitzivanu? Another thing is that Ramban says Loisasur, the first opinion of Ivya said you learn it from Loisasur. But Rav Nechemia disagreed. Rav Nechemia said Loisasur only applies to those Gzairis and the Rabbanon that are there as a Siog to a Dairaisa. Like all those things, for example, that we learned before, when we get to the halachas of Hitzah and Shabbos, where Chachamim Asr, the half of Hitzah, which is as a Siog, not to be over the Isim and the here, however, we're talking about a brand new Takonim the Rabbanon, a brand new mitzvah of Hanukkah. So therefore, Rav Nechemia held, uh, for a brand new mitzvah, not connected to a Deiraisa at all, you have to have a different Pasuk, Sha'ala v'yagetchas, that they tell you whatever new Takonim and mitzvahs they make, you have to listen and follow. So Rav Amram. So Rav Amram asks on this. We learned in a Mishnah, Hadmai, 
Ma'arvin, so Dmai we learned already about many times. Dmai is a case of um, produce that comes from an Amoretz, and it's a suffix if the Maiseris were taken from it or not. And Chachamah were Mesaki, that you have to take Maiseris again. So Ma'arvin boy, it could be used for an Eid of Chatzeres. So Mishtatvin boy, it could be used also for a Shittuf in the Mavoi. We learned about this before in Davov. To bench on it, <coughs> they can be used for zimun as well. We learned this in the Mishnah in Brachis. <coughs> and you could take the maisris of this dmai even when you're not dressed. And the implication of this is, as Rashi says, is that you, that you don't have to make a bracha. That's the point. If you have to make a bracha, then you have to be properly dressed to be able to make a bracha. <coughs> but you can take it arum because no bracha is necessary. And you could also take the maestres of this dmai in benashmoshes, which is something we're going to learn about at the end of this pedic where it talks about taking maestres by benashmoshes. Now, if you're going to say that any mitzvah requires a bracha, over here when he takes the maestres of the dmai, which is a chiv medrabbanon, Kikoi Orum, if he's undressed, Heichim Evarach, how can he make a bracha? Vabiinon, Vayamachanecha Kodosh, when you make a bracha, you have to be properly tzniyazdik dressed, Veleke, and he's not dressed. So we see here that you're doing a mitzvah with the Rabbanon, you don't make a bracha. Rabbaye, so Abaye answers as follows. Vadai de devreyem, a mitzvah, a takone, that's a vadai that Chachamim required it and were masakin it to do it as a vadai. Boy, brocha, that requires a brocha. Sofik de devreyem, the case of Dmai, which is a chiv Chachamim established only out of a sofik, loy boy, brocha. That doesn't require a bracha. That's the difference. It comes to Yom Tev Sheni. We only keep the second day Yom Tev because of a suffix. We're not sure which day was the right day in the calendar to make the Yom Tev. So this is a suffix of, of Rabbonon. We make a bracha. We say Kiddush. We make a bracha. So we see that we do make a bracha even on a suffix with Rabbonon. And for the Gemara, Hasam ki heichi de ba. There, the reason they were masakin to keep it fully with a bracha, like the first day, is so that people should not come to be mezalzal to disrespect the second day and treat it with less stringency and to be to do malacha on it, and, uh, like like not like the first day of yontif. So therefore, there specifically they were masakin to make a bracha. But otherwise, in a regular case, a suffik midrabanan, you don't make a bracha, like you see by Dmai. Rav Omar, Rav gives a different answer. Rav Ame Ha'aretz Maisren Hein. The truth is, even when it comes to Dmai, the whole Takonam and Rabbanon was only for a miyot. Because the MS is, even by Amaratzim, most people, including Amaratzim, give Maiser. So the whole Takonam was just for a miyot. So in such a case, you don't make a bracha on it. So Rav is arguing on the Teretz of Abaye. Abaye was saying, any Sophic Devreyem, you don't make a bracha. Rav says, no, even on a Suffolk Devreim you make a bracha. Vaharaya by Yom Tevsheni you make a bracha. Dmai is different because Dmai was Mamisha Takana that was made for a meal based on a meal that don't take Maisra. So this is a very fundamental machlaikis here between Abai and Rave. When you get to making a bracha on a mitzvah mit Rabbanon, do you make a bracha on a Suffolk mitzvah mit Rabbanon? Abai says no, and Rave says yes. And Dmai is the, is the exception because it's not, it's, it's even less than a Suffolk, it's only a meal of people that don't take the Maisras. Getting back to Chaneke, if you have a courtyard that has two entrances, so you have to light two different candles for each entrance. 
Amarave, so Rav explained, This is only said if the, if the two entrances of the courtyard are from two different sides, from the north and from the south, from the west, or two, two different sides of the house or the courtyard. If there are two entrances that both are from the same side of the courtyard or the house, then you don't have to light two different candles. So the Gemara will examine this now. My timer, what's the reason for this? Or is the reason of here that we are suspecting that what's going to happen is people are going to be chayshed, are going to suspect the person living here that he did not light near Hanukkah. They see two entrances and they say, well, the guy living here lit and the guy living here did not light. It looks like two different dwellings. So now who are we worried that is going to suspect the person for not Lighting near Hanukkah. Is the suspicion coming from some people traveling through the city, people coming and passers by? So then, even if you have two entrances to a house on the same side, it looks like two different dwellings. So any passers by would be chayshid that this person lit and this person did not light. So Elamai, what are you going to say? Elamai, it's a suspicion that's coming from people that live here, the locals that live in the city. So then So then even if it's from two different sides, you also shouldn't have to light because people are chayshit. People know who lives there. People know that this is a house that only one person lives in. So what kind of achshad is there? And for the Gemara, the only chashad that we're talking about is, is that people of the city are going to think that you did not light near Hanukkah. How will that happen? It could happen that a person passes by on one side of the house, and he doesn't pass by the other side of the house. And he may, they may say to themselves, Look, on this side of the house, it's dark. There's no Ner Hanukkah here. So, so it looks like this guy didn't light Ner Hanukkah. And he won't realize that the Ner Hanukkah is somewhere on the other side. So for this chashad, that you have to light on both sides. But when you light a Ner Hanukkah for chashad, you don't make a bracha though. It's not the Eke Mitzvah, it's just to remove a chashad, you don't make a bracha. However, there are Rishayim that say that if when you lit your first Ner Hanukkah, you forgot to make a bracha, and now you're lighting a second one for chashad, so the Kolbay says, then when you light the second one, you will make a bracha. Even though it's only for chashad, but you didn't make the first time, so you can make the second time. Now the Gemara brings a source for this concept. Where Bechlal do you see that was so concerned about a chashad that people will say that maybe you didn't do the mitzvah? From where do we see that we're even concerned for such a kind of thing, for a chashad? The Tanya, so we learned in Abraise, Om Rab Shimin, Rab Shimin said, Bishvil Arbod Varam Omra Tayla Niach Peh Besev Sadeyu. There are four reasons why the Tayla says that the mitzvah of Peh is to leave it at the edges, at the corner of your field. And what are the four reasons? Mipne Gezalaniim, Mipne Bitalaniim, Mipne Achshad, Umishum Balsachale. And the Gemara now will explain what all four reasons are. What's the gezelaniyim that you're stealing from aniyim? If a person is not going to be leaving the peya at the ends, at the corners of his fields, then what is he going to do? The balabai shouldn't wait until he has a free moment, he has an opportunity. And then he says to his cousin of his, someone that's close to him, that's a poor man, Right now, I'm establishing the payer right here, wherever I am, and come take it. 
right? He wants to not allow any other Aniyim to come and get their payah, and he makes the payah somewhere in the field when he wants, when he has an opportunity, when no other Aniyim are there to give it to his Karif. No. That's the Gazal Aniyim. So like this, he has to leave it at the end of the field and the Aniyim know where it is. It's going to be at the end of the field. They know when to expect it to be and therefore everyone will come and get it. <laughs> what does Bittal Aniyim mean? <laughs> the Aniyim should not have to sit there idly and constantly wait. Now he's going to leave Peah. If the Balabayas could give Peah wherever in the field he wants at any moment, so then they have to sit and follow this man to see when is he going to decide to give the Peah. It could be anywhere in the field. But if they know that it's when he already finished all the work in the field and he's coming to the end of the field, they won't have to sit there and waste their time. This is the uh, reason, obviously, which uh, is relevant for what we were learning before. The reason of Chashad. So the passersby should not uh, come and say, Let a curse come to this person, to this individual, that he did not leave Peya in his field. So therefore, they, they were, uh, the, the mitzvah is to leave the peah at the edges of the field and everybody could see that he leaves the peah over there. If a person could leave peah wherever he wants, so then no one's going to see that he actually left peah. People are going to suspect him that he didn't leave the peah and they're going to curse him. So we see over here that we're concerned for this chashad, what people are going to say, and people are going to say something negative about this person. What was the last, last thing that Rab Shimon said? Umishum bal tachala. Because the Pasuk says, Baal you should not completely finish all, harvesting all the weed in your field, and you should leave over at the end of the field. Aren't all the other reasons because of what it says, Baal why, why are they different reasons? All the other reasons that were given were to explain why the Torah says, Baal Tachala, that you should leave it at the end of the field. It's mashma that this is as if a fourth reason. It's not a fourth reason. This is the Iker Mitzvah. And then you have the other three reasons that are explaining the reason of, of Baal Tachala. Sarov explains, no, this is a fourth reason. The reason why the Torah says to leave it at the edge of the field is because of the deceivers. Ramai, if he has to give uh, the, the paya anywhere, if, if anyone could give paya anywhere in the field, so then Ramai will tell people, oh, I already gave paya yesterday, I already gave paya. And it's, uh, you look, people are looking at the end of the field and they see that he took everything from the end of the field. Oh, I gave paya in somewhere else, some other time. So it's easy for a person to raise the chais of the mitzvah of peyah. So therefore, the Rebbe said in the Torah that it should be at the edge of the field like this. Everybody knows that he's giving peyah and you can't, you can't uh, deceive anybody that you gave it some other time in some other place. So you have a candle that has two openings. This was a kind of a candle that they used in those days. One opening was where they placed the wick inside, and another opening is where they would, would pour the oil in. So if this person put two wicks coming out of this uh, vessel, coming from two different places. So it can be used for for two different people. A person fills a bowl full of oil and and he puts a bunch of wicks into this uh, bowl of oil. 
So now, is, could this be used for more than one person? So Rav says, If you cover it with a cover and the wicks are coming out of a hole from this cover, so the separate holes where the wicks are coming out of, so then it can be used for different people. However, if you did not place a covering over the wicks, so then, then all these wicks in one bowl is going to look like one big flame of fire. And then you can't use it for everybody. And not only that, even for one individual, it's also not going to be a mitzvah. The mitzvah is to light a candle and not to light a big medura. So it has to be covered. Or some, some Rishayim say that as long as there is a space of a tefach between one wick and another wick, even if it's not covered, it's also okay because it's, it's separate. It's not a medura. It's not like one big flame of fire. So, it is obvious to me. Ner If a person has a choice, he can't afford to buy both the ner for Shabbos Kaidesh, which is ner beisai, for the purpose of the house, or ner chanaka. It's one or the other. What, which one comes uh, before? So, the Gemara, ner beisai adif. The ner beisai, the ner Shabbos Kaidesh, is uh, more important than the ner chanaka. What's the reason? Mishum shalom beisai. The reason is because of shalom bias. How about Ne'er Beisai V'Kiddush If you have a choice to either buy Ne'er Shabbos Kedesh or to buy wine for Kiddush, you can't afford both. Which one is more important? Ne'er Beisai Yadav. The Ne'er Shabbos Kedesh is more important, again, Mishum Shalom Beisai, because of Shalom in the house. So we see over here how important Shalom Bais is. And now, yeah, the whole families are home together for weeks and weeks. And uh, <laughs> you have to be very, very uh, vigilant about the Shalom Bais. <clears throat> Yeah, interestingly, this halacha, it's brought halacha l'maise, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, the Rambam brings this as well. The Rambam brings this in Hilchas Chanukah, not in Hilchas Shabbos. In Hilchas Shabbos, when the Rambam talks about the mitzvah of Ne'er Shabbos, the Rambam never mentions the concept of Shalom Bayis. The Rambam mentions that Ne'er Shabbos is connected to Oynik Shabbos, it's connected to Kovit Shabbos, but the concept of Shalom Bayis, the Rambam never mentions in Hilchas Shabbos. In Hilchas Chanukah, the Rambam brings this concept of Shalom Bayis, that Ne'er Shabbos is for Shalom Bayis, and therefore it's more important than Ne'er Chanukah. So the Rebbe explained this on one occasion, and the Rebbe said that really all of Teireh is given for Shalom. Kol Shalom Ba'ilam, including Ne'er Chanukah as well. Ultimately, the purpose of Ne'er Chanukah, which is part of the rest of Teireh, is also Shalom. And specifically in Ne'er Chanukah, which is coming to commemorate the fact that it was Lashkichem Teireh Secha, Laavirim Echukir So the Rambam brings it in Hilchis Ne'er Chanukah to make the point that even the Ne'er Chanukah Alein month, the Ne'er Chanukah is demanding, put Ne'er Shabbos first. The Ne'er Shabbos brings Shalom Ba'ilam. Now, the interesting thing is, the emiss is that all mitzvahs bring Shalom Ba'ilam. As I mentioned, my famous Ma'am Chazal, Kol HaTayra Shalom Ba'ilam. But when you have a mitzvah like Ne'er Shabbos Kaidish, which in the very simple practical sense, it brings Shalom in the house, like the Lashon that it says, that if it's dark, so you kosho be'itzabev and you can stumble upon something, and this brings light in the home, and therefore it brings Shalom in the house, the Shalom that something practically brings is a greater level of Shalom than the Shalom of the rest of Teireh. And therefore, Ner Chanukah itself is saying, the Rambam is bringing it in Hilchus Ner Chanukah, that the Ner Shabbos should be first. If you have a choice of either buying Ner Chanukah or buying the wine you need for Kiddush, what is more important? 
Kiddush Ayyemadev, should I say that Kiddush is more important, the Tadir, because that's something that's more constant, that's on a weekly basis. Or maybe Nechanaka is more important, even though it's only once a year. Mishom Persume Nise, the importance of being Mefars and the Ness of Hanukkah is more important than making Kiddush, which making Kiddush and Shabbos is only Midrabanon. But making Kiddush on wine specifically is Midrabanon. So therefore, Pesuminissim may be more important than the Kiddush on wine. After Rav asked the question, he himself answered it. Ner Odif, the Ner Hanukkah is more important. Mishum Pirsume Nisse. To be on the Ness of Hanukkah is more important than the Mitzum Midrabanon of making Kiddush on wine. The interesting thing is, the Pashtus, the Pshad on this Gemara is, when it talks about a person that has very little money to buy either Ner Hanukkah or something else, we're talking about doing the basic mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. If a person wants to do the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah, Mahadrin Mena Mahadrin, to light more than one Ner, so Lechayri, you would say to him, light one Ner of Hanukkah and the rest of the money, buy some wine or buy some Ner Shabbos Kedush. I mean, Ner Shabbos Kedush anyways comes before, but in this case over here, where the Ner Hanukkah comes before the wine, Lechayri shouldn't be allowed to light more than one Ner. But the interesting thing is when the Rambam brings this halacha the Rambam brings it Baloshan Rabbim of Nei Reis. In the Loshan Rambam it's mashma that he can light the Nei Reis of Hanukkah, even Mahadrin and he doesn't have to buy the wine to be Yitzhi the Mitzvah and the Rabbanon to be Mekadosh Alayayim. Interesting. A person that's rogel in the mitzvah of Ner, and Rashi says it goes on their Shabbos and on their Hanukkah. He will have children that are Tamidi Chachamim. Hazar bin Mezuzah, a person that's careful with the mitzvah of Mezuzah, Zeichel he'll have a beautiful home. Hazar bin Tzitzis, a person that's careful with the mitzvah of Tzitzis, Zeichel he'll have beautiful garments to wear. Hazar bin Kiddush if you're careful with the mitzvah of Kiddush, Zeichel umemale garbe yayin, you'll be Zeichel to fill barrels of wine, from your wine press you'll have a lot of barrels of wine. So we see all these things over here are obviously Middah Keneged Middah. And the similar, same thing we have to say also regarding Haragul Bener, that you have Banam Tamidi Chachamim. What's the connection of the Ner to have Banam Tamidi Chachamim? So Rashi says, Ner Mitzvah V'tayrair. Because when you light Ner, Ner is Ner Mitzvah V'tayrair. So that brings uh, that you should have children that are Tamidi Chachamim that learn Taira. But the emphasis is this Pasuk of Ner Mitzvah V'tayrair. It says it regarding Kala Kula. All of the Tariyag Mitzvahs is all Ner Mitzvah Tayyar. What's special about the Ner Mitzvah of Hanukkah? Elamai, from here you see that although Kala Kula is Ner Mitzvah Tayyar, but when you have a Mitzvah, that the actual Maisa of the Mitzvah is to physically light a candle that brings Ner and Eir, that expresses the Ner Mitzvah Tayyar more than the rest of Mitzvahs that are Beruchnius Ner Mitzvah Tayyar. A riot to this, the Rebbe explains this in a Sikha, he says, a riot to this concept, you see from the, uh, the, um, the, the block before that we learned yesterday. The Gemara says regarding the Menorah and the Beis Mikdash that the Menorah and the Beis Mikdash was the testimony for the entire world that the Shechina is Shaira be Yisrael. So the question is, besides the Menorah, there was many other miracles that happened at the Beis Mikdash. The Gemara says that the Menorah, there was the nest, that the Ner Maravi didn't uh, go out, but there was other miracles, there were ten miracles that happened at the Beis Mikdash. Vasep is punk the Menorah. And not only that, the Menorah was inside the Kodesh, inside the Heichel, where people don't see it necessarily. There were other Nisim that happened, they were outside on the Azara for everyone, it was available for everyone to see. Why is the Gemara saying Dafka than Menorah? Elamai, the answer is, when you're talking about 
the Eidus, that the Shechin is Shere Yisrael, so when you have something that physically there's light, that it, it shines, so that we choose Dafke that, because that has a more powerful impact. al over here, when you have a mitzvah that Begashmias is also to bring a Nair, Gashmi, into the house, the Koyach Ruchni of the Nair Mitzvah is stronger, and you'll be zeichet to have children that are tamidi chachamim. This is the lighting of Shabbos candles as well. Shabbos candles, correct, and uh, yeah, both Shabbos and Ner Chanukah, right? Correct. So the Gemara writes, Rav Hone have a rogel, they have a cholif, a toni, a pischa de Rabovin. Rav Hone will used to pass by a few times at the door of Rabovin's house. Nagra, Rabovin Nagra. Rabovin was a carpenter. Chaza, so he noticed to have a rogel b'shragetuve, that he was accustomed to lighting many candles. Right? This refers both to Shabbos and to Hanukkah, and specifically b'negei to Shabbos, shragetuve means that he would light two candles, one for himself and one for his wife, or one for Zacher, and one for Shomer. This is the source to light at least two Shabbos candles, one for Zacher and one for Shomer. Omar, he said, There'll be two great people that will come out of this house. So two great Amiram came from there, which are Rav Idi Bar Ovin and Rav Chiyah Bar Ovin. Similar story, Rav Chista, He would pass by the door of Beinosha of Rav Shizvi. What is Beinosha of Rav Shizvi? So Rashi brings two Pshatim. One Pshat Rashi says, Beinasha refers to the father of Rav Shizvi. Okay, why is it called Beinasha? One, why not his father? What's Nasha? So Teisvah says, because his father had already passed away. So Nasha, Nasha refers to his mother. Another Pshat Rashi says is, Beinasha the Rav Shizvi actually does not refer to his father. It refers to his father-in-law. That his, this, this story happened to his father-in-law. Okay? Zok <coughs> Gemara. So he saw also that he would light more than one Shabbos candle. He lit at least two Shabbos candles. Omar, said, Gavra, Rabin, Nofik, Maocha. Great person is going to come from here. Who came out from this? So Nofik, Menai, Rav Shizvi. So Rav Shizvi came from there. Right? So what do we see over here? At least according to the second shot of Rashi that it refers to the father-in-law of Rav Shizvi, that a person lights Shabbos candles, he can be Zeich also to have a son-in-law, Tamat Chochem, like over here. The wife of Rav Yosef She would light Shabbos candles late. Obviously, she lit it before Shkia, but she lit it very late, right before Shkia. The Ran over here explains that she lit it, even though usually there's a concept of Teisvis Shabbos, they accept Shabbos early, but when they Shabbos, she lit it mamish right before Shabbos. She wanted it to be covered Shabbos right before Shabbos. Amalar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said to her, Tanya, but we learned in Abraise, Layomush, Amoda Anon Yoimam, Vaamoda Eish Laila. The Amod, the pillar of, of, of cloud that went ahead of Klal Yisrael when they were traveling in the Midbar, did not, was not removed by day. And the Amod Eish, the pillar of fire, was not removed at night. And the Brai Satayshah, these Psukim as follows. Melamed, what this teaches me is, Sha'amod Onon, Mashlim La'amod Eish. The pillar of the cloud would be Mashlim, it would complete, it would overlap the Amod Eish. Va'amod Eish, Mashlim La'amod Onon. And the Amod Eish would arrive early and overlap 
cap to Amada Anon. So he was bringing her this as a remez, as a source that she should light the Shabbos candles not right before Shkia, but a little bit earlier on when it's still daytime. So now, she said, if so, so let me do the mitzvah even earlier. She wanted to do the mitzvah as early as possible, earlier in the day on Friday. So this older person told her, and some say this was Eliyahu Novi, Tanina, but we learned, you shouldn't light near Shabbos, that is, too early or not too late. Which means, is that you're not allowed to light near Shabbos before Plag Hamincha. That's the earliest you could light. And another detail is, if you're lighting near Shabbos, it's, you have to be Makabal Shabbos right afterwards. If you light, if you're being Makabal early Shabbos, then you light earlier Shabbos candles and you're Makabal Shabbos right afterwards. That's the Pshat and this Gemara that Rashi and most of the Rishayim say. However, the Magad Mishnah says that the Rambam learned this Gemara differently because the Rambam does not bring this Gemara in Hilchas Shabbos, he brings this Gemara in Hilchas Chanukah. He taits this Gemara, that it's talking about Ner Chanukah, that you can't light Ner Chanukah too early, and you can't light Ner Chanukah too late either. I mentioned this before when we learned, when we learned the Gemara in Davcha Falaf, the Rambam holds that there's a Zman, you can't light after that Zman. One that has a love for He will have children that will also be Tamidi Chachamim. The Maike Rabbanon, someone that gives honor to Tamidi Chachamim, will have son-in-laws that are Tamidi Chachamim. The Dochum Rabbanon, someone that has the proper respect and the fear of a Tamid Chacham, who Gufay Avetzorbim Rabbanon. He will eventually become a Tamid Chacham himself. And if he's not an individual that's shy to become a Tamid Chacham, as Rashi here says, because he doesn't learn, so he can't become a Tamid Chacham, Sof Sof, the Tayyarev Etn Shtarayim fleeing in Kopf Mzichalein. You have to learn. So if he's not learning and he's not shy to become a Tamid Chacham, but because he has the, 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 the Yira of a Tamid Chacham, Mishtam and Milek it's Rabbanon. His words will be listened to like a Tamid Chacham that people pay respect to, he'll be listened to in the same way. Yeah, now the Gemara goes back to a halacha that we learned in the Mishnah. It's interesting, the Gemara makes an interruption over here in the middle of the sugi of Hanukkah. Uh, but the Gemara goes back now to the din of the Mishnah, B'negeh, to lighting Shabbos candles. V'loi b'shem en sreifa. said in the Mishnah, you can't light Shabbos candles with shemen sreifa. That shemen, the oil that has to be burnt. What is this? My shemen sreifa. What is Shemen Sreifa? Omar Rabbe says, Shemen shall Truma This refers to the oil of Truma that became Tomei. We learned about this already in the first Patek, that when any Truma becomes Tomei, the halacha is that you have to burn it. So now you have to burn it, but you can't use it to light Shabbos candles with it. And the Gemara will say in a moment why. Why is this oil of Truma that became Tomei called Shemen Sreifa? Since it's designated to be burnt. Or Bishabbis my time alloy. Why can't you use it for Shabbos candles? And for the Gemara, since it's a mitzvah for the person to burn these Shabbos, to burn this the, this uh, fluid, this oil, you have, he has a chiv to burn it. There's a gzeda that the person might tilt the flame of the fire to quicken the process that it should burn quicker. He wants it to be burnt as quickly as possible. So Abaye said on this pshat of Rabbe, if so, be yontiv lishtiri. On Yontif, it should be allowed. 
to light with this Shemes Reifa on Yontif you'll light a light candle so there's no Shash that he might tilt it and make it burn quicker there's no problem with that so why shouldn't he be allowed to use this Shemes Reifa on Yontif so why did we learn in a Mishnah later on the Chavdal Ramad Beis Eim Adlikim B'Shemes Reifa B'Yontif you can't light Shemes Reifa with this Shemen of the oil that became Tommy on Yontif either and for the Gemara Gzeire Gzeire Yontif Atu Shabbos it's a Gzeire that you shouldn't light on Yontif because you may come to light with it on Shabbos as well this is Rabbis Pshat in the Mishnah Avchista Omar Avchista said differently L'Shem Ayate Loi Chayshinon we're not afraid when a person uses the Shemen of the of Tomei Trume to light with it that he might tilt it to make it burn quicker that we're not Chayshish for El or rather, the Shemen Sreifa in this Mishnah is talking about a different case. We're talking about Yomtiv that falls out on an Erev Shabbos, specifically this case. And then you're not allowed to use the Shemen of Trumet Meyer to, to light with it. Why not? Because on Yomtiv, you're not allowed to burn any Kotchim. As we're going to see in the Gemara later in the Chavdal Ramad Beis, we'll see what the reason for this is, but you don't burn any Kotchim on Yomtiv. So therefore, they were Geyser, according to most of Shainim, this is a Gzeda, that you shouldn't light with, with Trume that's Tame also on Yomtiv. That's the pshat. The mission is talking specifically when Yom Tov fell out on Erev Shabbos. Frek the Gemara, v'hamid diktani seifer. But in the next Mishnah it says, "Eim adlikim b'shem and sreifer b'yantif," that we don't light shem and sreifer on Yom Tov. So there it's talking about Yom Tov. Miklal the reisha labi Yom Tov askinon. Doesn't that prove that in the reisha when it says you shouldn't light with shem and sreifer on Erev Shabbos, that it's not talking about Yom Tov? The next Mishnah is talking about Yom Tov, not the first Mishnah. And for the Gemara, Omar Abchanina Misura, Abchanina Misura explained, Ma Tam Ka Omar. The second Mishnah is giving the reason for the din that it said in the first Mishnah. Ma Tam Emat Likim Misham Esreifu Biyomtiv. What's the reason why in the first Mishnah it said you shouldn't light Shabbos candles with the Shem and Sreifa when Erev Shabbos fell out on a Yomtiv? Lefish Ein Sreifu Kachim Biyomtiv. Because of what it says in the next Mishnah that you don't burn Kachim and Yomtiv. So it's all one halacha. Tanya Kavaset Rav Chiste in Abraise, we learned like the Pshar of the Rav Chiste. All of those materials that we said that you can't light with it for Shabbos, you are allowed to light with it on Yontif because on Yontif there's no concern of Shema Yata. Even if it's flickering and it's not burning properly, it doesn't matter. Yontif, you're allowed to light candles anyways. Besides Chutz Mishem and Sreifa, besides Shem and Sreifa, which is the Shemen of the of the of the Trume, Lefish ain't serving Kotchim Yomtiv, because Kotchim you're not allowed to burn on Yomtiv, as we'll see Mitzchem tomorrow. Why not? And therefore Shemen of Trume as well, you're not allowed to light with it when Erev Shabbos falls out on a Yomtiv. That's the end of the Gemara for today. Atzlocha Rab everybody and everything you do. And again, we should only hear good news from here going forward, and it should be a Yeshua and a Geula for the entire Klal Yisrael, Benissen Nigalu, Benissen Asidin Ligal.